Welcome to Season 3, Episode 15 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome. Good morning. Yes, a nice early one again. And this week we are leaving Winton and we've been talking about all the questions that we had before embarking on an outback adventure. Yeah, and I think there are many, particularly if you've never travelled to an outback region or the West before, And some of them, I think, are fairly simple when you start to research and really read up about, you know, travelling or or road tripping out to these places. But before you leave, they can feel quite huge in your head, can't they? Oh, look, it is the unknown, Mm. the remoteness. Yes, the stories that you've heard at the pub or seen in movies. Yeah. <laughs> the movies. That's exactly what it is. And we've also received a bunch of emails, mm-hmm. mostly, a couple of comments as well, but they were all around safety, what to prepare, what to expect, you know, will I get stuck, will I hit wildlife, all of these things together. So we decided to join those with our original questions or concerns. Uh, we were nervous. I won't say um, it was more nervous excitement. Mm. We weren't fearful, but uh, hopefully we've been able to capture all of those questions that have come in uh, into a top 10. And we're going to answer those for you now. Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. Okay. Number one, what to expect? Well, I mean, expect contrast. For us, we have spent a lot of time on the east coast of Australia. So road tripping to outback Queensland, the contrast was incredible. Epic landscapes, loads of red dirt, open wide spaces. I mean, kilometres, and we're talking hundreds of kilometres of unchanging environments. But with that comes... Some of the most incredible like, landscape we've ever seen, spectacular sunsets. Well, I think that's it. You know, being an Australian growing up on the east coast of Australia, as the majority of the population does, we are spoilt with never-ending beaches, mm-hmm. you know, incredible coastline and all of this ocean. And so, as you said, the contrast was the number one thing that blew us away Mm. and i think that's what heightens the experience so much isn't it is Mm. because there is so much contrast and it is just like it's incredible and i know we kind of joked about the movie thing but that's exactly what it feels like it feels like you're stepping into the set of a famous western exactly yeah some of the landscape was just unbelievable yeah, it, it certainly surprised us, the, mm. the changing landscape, that it wasn't just this barren desert land, you know. It was actually incredible, uh, diverse. Yes. The wildlife. Yep. You know, and then, of course, all of those good old Aussie-friendly, welcoming faces with that extra Australian twang. <laughs> <laughs> and it really, I think that 
that is exactly what made our time, particularly in Winton, in Outback mm. Queensland, so special was connecting and, you know, forming relationships with the the locals. And they are, they are the true blue Aussie locals who live in these places and are just fantastic characters. Look, I'm going to jump in with one more thought here, and that was that living in an apartment block, it was quite a transient block because it was half holiday let, half permanence. Where we were before we left. That's right. Yeah, in the van. And I think, you know, in a six-month period, 12-month period, we would have spoke to our neighbours maybe two or three times. Oh, true. <laughs> and so I think that's what's interesting is that there is, uh, there seems to be quite an openness, uh, a welcoming, um, open-minded approach to meeting outback characters. You know, mm. g'day mate, where are you from? And straight away you're into your <laughs> your life story, and it's it's not all just you know small talk. You know, you actually end up hearing some pretty good yarns. Exactly, and do you know, Paul? I think that. Exactly what you said, but that sums up this lifestyle and this travelling, you know, RV caravanning community as well. Haven't we met and made some incredible bonds with people mm. in the last 12 months on the road? In short amount of time yes. is, is the thing that blows me away. Yes. Okay. Number two, what to prepare before you leave? Mm. Well, you know, it's like any good road trip, I think, and having a plan and being prepared, um, particularly if, you know, you are slightly OCD like me and you love your, your lists and knowing exactly what is happening. But all jokes aside, being prepared is going to avoid any surprises or any situations that you don't want to find yourself in. So, you know, have a good map or pull out those maps and I think one of the biggest things is know the travel kilometres and the drive times between destinations because as with, you know, towing the van anywhere, the travel times to the kilometres can definitely vary. So if you think you're going to going 100 k's up the road and then you see the condition of the road and it might be a corrugated road, it's certainly not going to take you, you know, what it would if you were driving on a freeway on the East Coast. Look, the... The main thing for me was that some of these point A to point B locations, once you are out, you know, 1,500 kilometres from Brisbane out to Winton, say, as we went via Charleville, there are hundreds of kilometres between mm. points, yeah. not just 50 kilometres or even 100 kilometres. They're, they're 200, 300 kilometres. So the driving distances are quite epic. That's right. And you may even go through a few smaller towns in those distances, but they're literally like a pub and a couple of houses. So not mm. even a service station, not even a, you know, a store to pick up supplies. It's a good segue to mentioned here to make sure that your vehicle is mechanically sound mm. uh, you know just that you, your spare tires in order you've got a good toolkit yeah you're just prepared i think things are always going to happen in travel whether that's by plane boat or vehicle or, or towing mm. a caravan stuff happens you yeah. know and that is part of the adventure is is are those surprises but if you're prepared for them as best you can it certainly can uh, save headaches. Yeah, that's a really good point too. And preparing yourself mentally, I think, is a big one. You know, knowing that 
exactly that. These things could happen. You, you know, you could run into things that are completely out of your control. And just having that, that mental awareness and that level of, okay, you know what? We're just going to roll with the punches and, and do what yeah. we need to do to, you know, work this situation, I think is a really good headspace to be in. Yeah. Great point. Okay. Number three, do I need a four wheel drive vehicle? No. Yeah, that's right. You you don't. Look, the major highways, every major highway that we travelled out there, like Paul said, from Brisbane to Charleville to Winton, were bitumen and in fairly good condition. You know, they did vary, but they were in fairly good condition. And we saw plenty of non-four-wheel drive vehicles driving on those roads. Absolutely. Um, even when we got onto some of the corrugated uh, roads, well, we decided to venture outside of Winton, head a little further west uh, and out through the ranges. I mean, there were people in SUVs, little Hyundai, Excel, uh, you know, I mean, it surprised us. Probably wasn't the most comfortable ride, mm. but it was definitely accessible. Yeah, that's right. And look, I think it's, it's again, it's a really good one to know where you're going and be prepared. And if you are getting really off the beaten track and you know that you are going to be those doing those really long distances, then, you know, maybe really look at what vehicle you, you are driving yeah. in. Yeah. If you've got access to a four-wheel drive, choose that. Yeah. Great point. Mm. Okay. Number four, are the roads safe? Look, they're definitely safe, but there are some things that you are going to encounter out here in the West that you may not necessarily encounter on the East Coast. And one of those is the heavy vehicles or the road trains, as they're called, which wow. Jasper just, he just couldn't believe that there was such a thing as a road train, man. Even when he watches some of the footage back from the front uh, dash cam, the, the GoPro that we have mounted on the front window, He's still going, whoa. <laughs> well, I actually think, and I thought this yesterday when I saw him do that, Paul. Paul was editing some footage, and it was dry footage of those road trains. And I thought, it's probably the best view that Jasper actually gets is watching that dash cam footage because where he's seated in the car, he just misses out on that view that we do through the front windscreen. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that is probably it because I, I – paste them all together, you know, six of these road trains in a row, uh, slow them up, speed them down, and, he, yeah, he just thinks that's yeah. just such a hoot. So they can be up to 53 metres long, which is unbelievable. And it's kind of one of those things that, you you know, you have to see it with your own eyes to really believe it. And particularly if you are towing a van, mm. it can be a bit nerve-wracking. Yeah, look, after the 20th one, you know, it certainly becomes the norm. I can say that we actually passed more tow vehicles with caravans, uh, motorhomes, mm. my gosh, than any other vehicle. Yeah. I mean, you can go 10 or 15 kilometres without passing anyone. Yeah, that's right. Now, look, there's a few other things to know. If you can avoid driving at dusk and dawn or at night time as much as possible, then you are really going to avoid any encounters with wildlife. The wildlife is abundant out there. There are plenty of kangaroos, emus, birds of prey, you know, on the road. Mm -hmm. So avoiding those times is a really good tip. 
Also, if you're traveling with other caravanners or as part of a convoy, which we saw a lot of, don't travel too close together. It's actually a law that you must leave at least 60 meters between the vehicles. However, if you are in an area where there are road trains on the road, you need to increase that to 200 meters. And that just allows the road trains to safely pass in between the vehicles if necessary. A really great tip as well that we were told about was the Queensland Government Traffic and Travel Info website. So, Google that and check that out as well, and that gives you road updates, closures, conditions, everything you need to know. All right, number five, will I have phone service? Yeah, this is a really good question, actually. Before we set off on our travels around Australia 12 months ago, we moved Paul's phone over from Optus to Telstra so that one of us was on the major carriers here in Australia. And that's actually been really good because we've had times where Paul hasn't had service or where I haven't had service, but one of us still has. Outback Queensland predominantly is Telstra service only. Mm -hmm. And what's awesome is that if you're not with Telstra, you can easily pick up a SIM starter kit from yeah. the post office, which is exactly what we did. That's right. And it was, you know, a $2 SIM and then I picked up a $50 recharge. recharge. Yeah. yeah. And that worked really well to be able to tether off that phone to other devices so that we could both still continue working and not just soak up one of our plans. Yeah, exactly. And look, to be honest, I didn't miss having my phone to be able to call in and out of. It's actually a welcomed little break, not having the <laughs> phone. Um, but another good thing to always carry out in these areas is a UHF radio as well. That's just, a, again, another safety uh, element and a way that you can stay in touch with other travellers on the road as well. Yeah, look, we've had almost, I think, 30-odd comments just on the YouTube episode around this topic that have given us other ideas, suggestions about different ways to communicate. Uh, Best radios. Yeah, high-frequency radios. There's a whole heap more for me to look into. Um, we've picked up a Go Telstra booster antenna. So we're going to install that today, actually. So I'll, cool. I'll be able to comment on that uh, a little bit more as well. So um, the main thing, too, is just to make sure that you let somebody know where you're going and what your expected return time is. Yeah, good tip, especially if you are going off the beaten track and heading down some of those long stretches of dirt or corrugated road. Yeah, exactly. Opleton, you know, 130 <laughs> kilometres out, uh, we didn't pass one vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> so that, was, that was interesting. Okay, number six, what are the weather conditions? So the most popular times to travel uh, outback Queensland are between March and October, and that really is due to the cooler temperatures. So the maximums over that, you know, that winter period out there are usually between 25 and 35 degrees Celsius, so still fairly warm. And interesting, uh, we met another family that also pack uh, a jumper each for the kids and themselves in the car yeah, great so tip. that they they can cover those early mornings that actually do drop below 10 degrees. Mm. So there are some pretty 
low minimums as well. That's right, and extremes in temperature. So it can be a really hot day, but as soon as that sun starts to dip down, it definitely gets cool. So being aware of that is good as well. Look, the maximum temperatures over summer are much higher, anywhere from 35 degrees to 45 degrees. And we met plenty of locals who lived further out than Winton who told us that their maximums were, you know, pushing the 50 degrees Celsius across summer. The station... Uh, owner that we met at the uh, North Gregory, mm-hmm. he said he's regular temperatures hitting 48 degrees. Yeah, I unbelievable. Mean, phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, December through February is also considered the wet season. So, again, another really good one to be aware of. When it rains out there, it rains. It's and biblical. That can, yeah, and that can lead to, you know, flash flooding and the filling of creeks and rivers and channels that have been dry for 12 months. So yeah, it's really a good, check the weather. A good point is local knowledge is also one of the best resources. Yeah. Okay. Number seven, what should we pack? Mm, Well, look, there are definitely some essentials or your usual road trip um, items, but essentials such as a really good toolkit, which you mentioned before, Paul, water, first aid kits, have one in your car, have one in your van, have one if you are going to day trip and, you know, have a backpack and go hiking or whatever. Yeah, great idea. Plenty of road trip snacks, particularly if you are traveling with children of any age, you will know that you can be in the car for five minutes and they are hungry. (laughs) So make sure you pack plenty of snacks. Um, Paul, your suggestion of cash is a great idea as well. Yeah, look, we have been in a situation, uh, the first time was in Tasmania, Derwent Bridge, I believe, mm-hmm. where the Telstra Tower had gone down. Mm-hmm. And so there was no FPOS. They were only accepting cash. Uh, we had no food in the van. We were hungry and <laughs> tired. And we were in the middle of nowhere, so we couldn't just pop to the ATM and get some cash out. Exactly. We were in the middle of, you know, the mountains there. So same when you're out back. Just a couple of hundred dollars will generally get you out of trouble, I would think pretty easily i think we raided jasper's piggy bank to get some coins didn't we when we're in derwent bridge yeah that's right (laughs) okay anyway do we ever give that back (laughs) (laughs) who knows hopefully he doesn't (laughs) listen to this episode okay number eight how much time do i need well how much time do you have really is the question that's right look you know if you've only got a certain amount of uh, time related around work holidays, school holidays, instead of trying to rush around and see it all and get back to work feeling tighter than when you left, we would recommend that you choose a couple of locations mm. that you want to do really well. Yeah. For us, that's exactly what happened in Winton. We went out for a few days. We ended up staying two weeks. Uh, and could we have stayed longer? Yes, we could have even done another week, but two weeks was brilliant. We got to really immerse ourselves in the culture and the energy of the town. It was really vibrant. The film festival was on. There was an Opal Festival on. Mm-hmm. There was a, a, a wave of people out there, but gee, it added to the atmosphere. You can hear the rain yeah, on the caravan beautiful. roof, so um, hopefully that uh, doesn't interrupt how how it sounds but we'll keep going okay we had to actually take a break because it downpoured it was beautiful Mm. it's been a while 
between rain for us. So that was quite nice. It was amazing. Okay, we'll keep on. Number nine, what is there to do? Well, there really is no shortage of things to see and do in Outback Queensland. And what I loved the most was the natural attractions. Oh, incredible, gorgeous national parks, hot springs. I mean, the rangelands that we had the privilege of going to visit where natural erosion had carved out these these corridors through huge rock formations i mean it is spectacular the natural side of the outback is amazing and then of course you have world-class tourism attractions which was something that i wasn't expecting me neither, and we have mentioned a number of these over the last couple of episodes. The Waltzing Matilda Centre. Mm, Australian Age of Dinosaurs. Like Quarry. Yes. And the, the Dinosaur, Dinosaur Stampede. Stampede. Uh, and then, of course, as you mentioned, Rangelands. Look, if you can get onto our YouTube channel, The Feel Good Family, and check out the footage over the last few episodes, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. It was such a surprise to us to see the diversity in the landscape. Incredible. And, yeah, the experiences were unbelievable. And the man-made experiences were just unbelievable as well. Mm, Something for every member of the family. Yeah, that's right. Okay, number 10, is it safe to travel with kids? Uh, You know, will I feel safe? Mm. That was certainly one that was major on our questions before we, we ventured out here. Yeah, and the answer is absolutely yes. The Outback is awesome for kids. They will love it. Jasper loved all the red dirt. He loved all of the experiences. He loved being an explorer in these natural, beautiful places that we visited. But again, preparation is key to having a a really safe, enjoyable road trip. Uh, Look, be prepared for wildlife, uh, both on the road and... Mm -hmm. When you're out and about, uh, you know, we got asked, should you do a first aid course? Yeah, what a great idea. If one of you, if you're traveling as a family, can do a first aid course, that's an excellent idea. If you can both do it, even better. It's a day course. It's not expensive. If you can find a course that covers off snake bites, obviously road accidents, you may come across those. There would be nothing, um, I think, more important than to be able to assist someone in in that time of absolute need, whether that's yourself, your family, or another traveller. So, great idea. Uh, have fly nets, bug spray. Make sure that the kids are aware of that basic wildlife. Mm, that education. Education. It's so simple, but it seriously can save lives. You know, we've got Jasper stomping his feet to make sure that, you know, all of those animals, snakes and other things can be aware that he's there as well. So, and look, we didn't encounter uh, a single snake, actually. You know, for Outback Queensland has many of Australia's deadliest and the world's deadliest snakes living in that environment. We did not see one. No, not at all. Mm. Plenty of emus, though, and plenty of emu babies. Yeah, wasn't that cool. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing, too, is just being aware, as we mentioned, of roadkill carrion as it's called as you're traveling along particularly when there's a wedgetail eagle that's talent into another bird of prey there's hundreds of forktail kites mm. out there and they take a little longer to get off the roadkill so just slow down take your time 
bip your horn and that'll save you having a an, an encounter with wildlife that you don't want. Do you know, I think that's a good point, Paul. Slow down generally. Like slow down on the roads. Take your time. You don't want to rush a trip to the outback. And that will make it safe, but it will also really make it enjoyable. Yeah, look, I think that generally as a family we are all nicer human beings to each other when we're not rushing Definitely. you know and uh, Winton was a great reminder for us to not think that we can just get in and out of a place ticket off right next you know it it needs that time uh, so we highly recommend this as an incredible location to really immerse yourself in the scene in the scenery mm. in the culture uh, and the people. Yeah, the people. Okay, another week wrapped up on our podcast. We hope those tips and ideas can absolutely help you in your planning. Maybe put your mind at ease. Mm. Look, the the main thing is that you're not going to get st- stuck without, you know, a lifeline or anyone to help you or, you know, don't feel fearful about heading out there. It is an incredible experience. Just make sure that you've got yourself prepared and it, it'll be one of those memories, a lasting memory that you look back on and, and think, wow, oh, I'm glad I did that. So true. I mean, we're already planning, you know, more Outback experiences because there is so much Outback Queensland that we are yet to see and experience as well. So, yeah, it'll be one of those places that we just keep on going back to. And if you log on to our website, all the W's, thefeelgoodfamily.com.au, you'll find a downloadable PDF there that goes through these 10 points that we've covered today in a little bit more detail, just as a great reference. And as always, there's loads of other free resources there. You can check out previous podcasts, all of our YouTube episodes, our Go RV magazine articles, Mm -hmm. cooking recipes, you name it. It is all there and easy to access. So for now, we're going to say goodbye Make sure that you dream big, look after your family, and happy trails. Feel the journey, feel the journey.